Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. And so many people struggle with the book of Revelation. And, you know, I was talking with, with one of the ladies after the first service, and she, she was saying, yeah, you know, when I was growing up, you know, our, our pastors told us this is just too, this is too, too difficult to understand. The reason that we don't ever study it together and the reason that you should just kind of stay away from it is it, it's, just, it's just too difficult to understand. Well, then why did God, the all-knowing one, call it a revelation? Many people find the book of Revelation intimidating and confusing. From a purely human point of view, it's impossible to comprehend, but as Pastor Robert explains in today's message, with the intervention of the Holy Spirit, the message of Revelation can be made clear through prayer and diligent study. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. Revelation chapter 1, verse 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place. And he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, to all things that he saw. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. You know, this book, the book of Revelation, has become almost exclusively associated with the end of the world. You know, it's, it's funny, the Greek word, you know, and most of the New Testament was written originally in Greek, and the, the Greek title of the book is Apocalypse. Now, what, what do you think of when you hear the word Apocalypse into the world, right? And it's like, but what's fascinating is that's not even what the word means. The word apocalypse, you know what it means? Revelation. That's why they, in English, this is the book of the revelation, the apocalypse, the unveiling of Jesus Christ. So why do we associate the book with the end of the world? Well, because eventually this book takes us to the end of the world. It eventually talks about it. Eventually, it describes for us as we get toward the end of the book, it describes the events leading up to and during and and even after Judgment Day. It describes for us the time when we will see the literal fulfillment of 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 10, which tells us 
But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. One day you and I are going to see that in this book is, is going to talk to us about it. it, describes those things for us and goes into some, some detail. But today we're really going to focus primarily on the opening paragraph. Now we'll look at a couple of other places, but for the most part, we're just going to look at the introduction because the introduction tells us a couple of very important things. For one, it tells us this book was written to show us much more than just the end of the world. It's the unveiling of Jesus, which God gave him to show his servants. If we read the New Testament descriptions of Jesus without the descriptions in the book of Revelation, we're going to miss part of the majesty of who he is. We're not going to fully understand Jesus Christ. As beautiful as the sacrifice was when he was miraculously conceived in Mary's womb, as, a, as a tr attractive as he was when he worked all the miracles that he worked, you know, during that three and a half years or so of his ministry on, on, on the earth. And as, as incomprehensible as the sacrifice on the cross might be, all of this would be incomplete without grasping some of the splendor and authority that is unveiled for us in the Revelation. And the whole focus at Christmas time is the baby in the manger, right? But we always talk at Christmas time about the fact that that's not who he is today. Yes, he, he, he came and made himself vulnerable and, and the savior of the world, you know, presenting himself as an infant in a barn, if you will, in a stable. But he grew up. And today he is much more than the meek and mild Savior of the world. The book of Revelation shows us that he is returning soon as the conquering king of the universe. And it's important for us to see that and recognize and remember that he who created everything with a word will one day uncreate everything with a word. The opening paragraph tells us that God the Father gave this revelation to Jesus, who then gave it to an angel to share with John, who obediently wrote it all down and passed it on to you and me. But it's significant that it was given, he says, to show to his servants. Why is that significant? Well, because it wasn't given to everyone. It was given to a specific group of people, if you will. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12 tells us, the Apostle Paul writing, he says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. See, the main, the main reason so many people struggle with the book of Revelation, and you know, I was talking with, with one of the ladies after the first service, and she, she was saying, yeah, you know, when I was growing up, you know, our, our pastors told us this is, just, this is too, too difficult to understand. 
The reason that we don't ever study it together and the reason that you should just kind of stay away from it is it's just, it's just too difficult to understand. Well, then why did God, the all-knowing one, call it a revelation? It's not much of a revelation. It's not much of an unveiling if it's not understandable. Would you agree? No, that's not his intention. But people struggle to understand it because they approach it without the Holy Spirit. From a a purely human point of view, using just human intellect, and that's not enough. You know, you and I are not asked to set aside our brains when we consider Scripture, but we are wise to remember that quite often our brains are inadequate to the task. Spiritual things are spiritually discerned. And he says, the natural mind, this stuff, it's, a lot of it is going to be foolishness to the natural mind. That is the human mind without divine intervention. The human mind without the instruction, the, the enabling of the Holy Spirit of God. Now, the good news, listen, see, this is not a cop-out. This is not saying only special people. No, no, no. What this is saying is you're going to need his help. Now, he's willing to help. He's eager, in fact, to help, which is why we have the book. Do you see what I'm saying? He gave us this revelation because he wants to reveal to us some things. And he's willing to give instruction. He's willing to give assistance. He's willing to come alongside and help us with it. He's eager to do that. What we're emphasizing today is that it's absolutely essential that we look to him for that. And that we understand that, you know, people who don't have him living inside, they're not going to get it. They're not going to get it. It's going to seem like foolish stuff. As we go a little bit further in chapter 1, verse 10, um, John tells us in verse 10, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, and what you see, write in a book, and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Thyatira, Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Now, now listen, see, the thing is, just like the New Testament epistles were sent to specific churches, this letter was sent to some specific churches. We're so glad you joined us today for Pastor Robert's teaching in the book of Revelation. We hope you've been encouraged by what you heard. If you'd like to listen again to today's message or find more from this study through the final book of the Bible, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on Podcast. If you'd like to receive each new edition of Main Thing Radio as soon as it's made available, be sure to subscribe while you're there. This program is a ministry of Pastor Robert Fountain and Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. If you're listening right now in Miami-Dade County, we'd love to meet you. Come by Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services and join us especially Sunday evenings at 7.30 as we dive into the treasures of the Old Testament. You'll find out more about the church at MainThingRadio.com or give us a call. Our phone number is 305-531-8000. 
When you call, let us know how we can be praying for you. We believe strongly in the power of prayer, and we want you to know that we are often lifting our listeners up to the Lord. Would you do the same for us? Main Thing Radio is in existence due to God's provision and prodding, and we want to make sure we remain focused on Him as we bring His Word to you. Thanks for praying for us, and thanks for listening today. Pastor Robert will return soon for another edition of Main Thing Radio.